Good afternoon, everyone. You're welcome once again here to the final sports and show here of uh, 2021 in association with Dirk Credit Union. And on today's show, we're going to talk handball uh, with recently crowned All Ireland champions Ema Rogers and Garo Chidi. And we're going to have a, a, a quick review of 2021 uh, of the hurling uh, championship with hurling here with our regular analyst uh, Danny Chaplin. And now we're joined on the line by a well-known Scarif young lady, a lady who has really hit the heights in, in, in sport here in East Clare lately. She has picked up under-16 medal, a minor championship medal, a senior championship medal, and an Ireland medal. All in, 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 most people are on lockdown, but it's uh, Emer Rogers. Emer, you're welcome to Scarif Bay Community Radio. Thank you, Leo. Emer, what a busy time, an exciting time. You know, we'll start off with the handball. First of all, massive congratulations on winning an All-Ireland uh, medal. A uh, very proud moment. Yeah, it was. It was very proud, definitely, because it's my first All-Ireland medal ever. So, big moment. And, I suppose, which was a strange year for everybody, you had a long wait to play the knockout stages. Yeah, we got through to the All-Ireland final just about a week or two before COVID hit and lockdown hit. So long wait we couldn't really do much training but then as soon as we got the fixture we were straight back training for it and uh, during the lockdown then obviously the, the LE was closed officially closed I suppose but how did you manage to keep uh, the handball skills going during the lockdown Emma? Um, so for a lot of it we weren't allowed near the alley at all but eventually we were allowed in just by ourselves whoever had a key so I was kind of going over there by myself, but we weren't allowed to train in pairs, so we had to wait a good while for that. And Eva, you might tell, tell the listeners who your uh, partner is. Uh, Fina Close from the Mills. And how long have you how long have you been playing together? Um, so we our first competition was last year's competition. We had played against each other before, but last year was our first year playing together. And uh, Emer, you know, for a good partnership to come together, you know, obviously you know Fina uh, quite well, and she's a fine, I've seen her play, and she's a fine player as well. Um, how often would you have would you train together when when things are going well? Um, so before COVID hit, we were training maybe three times a week, and then just recently when we got the fixture, we were kind of back three or four times a week because we only had about two weeks' notice, so we were trying to get in as much as possible. And who who is your official coach? Or who who's your main mentor? Um, so it would have been my dad and Fina's dad, Jimmy. All right, uh, yeah, a good good experience, hence. And Emer, what was the you know obviously who had you to beat in in the early stages? And you might tell the listeners who you beat in in the final event, or in the final eventually. Um, so we didn't have anyone to play in the Clare competition because there's only three of us in our age group that were in it. So me and Fina took the doubles. And then Anya Lenehan took the singles, so we had to go straight on to Munster, where we beat Tipperary. And then we went on to an All-Ireland semi-final, where we beat Galway. And then COVID hit, so then we had to wait a while, but then we beat Kilkenny in the final. Nice one. Always, always sweet and nice to beat the Cats in an All-Ireland final. It makes it all, all the more worthwhile. And what was the score, the actual score in the final, Ema? Um, The final score in the final was 15-7, 15-9. Comprehensive, comprehensive enough. There's no doubt. And, Emer, did you, you know, did the interest go, or how did you, you know, how did you keep up the interest? Because obviously, for an All Ireland final, you'd be interested. But was it hard to get motivated again, uh, or keep motivated during the lockdown? No even though I know um, there was a, an All Ireland final on the horizon. Yeah, I suppose for the start of it, it kind of was. But then once we were kind of knew that it was definitely going to be played because there was originally a bit of doubt. But then once we knew it was going to go ahead, we kind of, like, the motivation came back and we were trying to get in as much practice as possible. And how did you marry that in with uh, training for Camogie? You know, it's very hard to keep them all going, you know, and you were playing Camogie to a high level and, you know, you were involved in so many competitions there also. Um, yeah, so we kind of got some of our Camogie schedules in advance. So then we were just kind of trying to go around my schedule and Fina's schedule and thankfully it all worked out in the end. And of course the Northern Ireland final, nothing not, not to be sneezed at and, and on that. Also then, of course, the, the Camogie season was, was more than more than busy. You were part of the minor team that won and you were part of the Cedar Pennant that won and last Sunday at the crown after year, an under-16 medal from last year also. 
Yeah, it was a big year anyway for Scarf Runnell and to be part of, for first things, the first minor team to ever win a county final in the history of the club was just amazing. And the part of the senior team for the second ever senior county title was just amazing as well. And then to crown it off, of course, to finish off, close off last year, you know, with, with a win as well, tis, tis, uh, some going. I suppose it's an unfair question to ask you if you are uh, picking a choice between the handball or the camogie, which is, which is your first choice? Oh, I don't know. That's a tough one now, but I probably have to say the camogie just because I've been at it longer, but they're definitely both up there tied together. And come here, Eamor, with the handball, what's next on the horizon you know, for Eamor Rogers? I know we're at the close of 2021. What's next uh, for Eamor Rogers in the handball court? Um, so it'll probably be the She's Ace Women's Festival in January up in Tyrone. If that's going ahead, I'm pretty sure it is, but that would probably be the next big competition. And at the end, say, 2022, what's your, what's your aim? What is your main aim then at the end of the year? Where would you hope to be at the end of 2022? Um, well, I'd hope to have won another All-Ireland title, but we'll see how that goes anyway. Yeah, and, and Eivor, obviously, can you play the singles then as well? Or once you up for doubles, is that it? Um, no, so I think the way it goes is we, the three of us have to compete again. And one of us will get the singles and the other two will get the doubles. But this year, since me and Fina won the All-Ireland and Anya Lenham won the All-Ireland in her singles, we have to play the age above now. So we right. can't play our own age group. And that's going, to be, that's going to be a big challenge. Yeah, that'll definitely be a big step up anyway. It'll be more competitive and everything. So hopefully. And come here, I suppose... Look, obviously, you, you say your father and, and, and Jim Close uh, great coaches, but, you know, the amount of dedication and, and, and time that goes into it, you know, obviously, you're a very dedicated sports person, but I know without without the support of the family at home, this wouldn't have been possible either. No, definitely not. Like, the support around has been huge, and just leading up to the All-Ireland, leading up to all the camogie, just the support from everyone has just been amazing. Eamor, you're a special talent, there's no doubt about it. So, a lot done and plenty more to do. We take, take the time to thank you talk to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio and we wish you the very, very best for the year ahead. Thank you, Leo. Eamor, it's a pleasure. You're listening to Sportsline on Scarif Bay Community Radio, 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare, around the world on scarifbayradio.com and on the TuneIn Radio app, Sportsline is sponsored by Derg Credit Union. And once again, thanks to Emo Rogers for taking the time to talk to us. And now we move uh, from the female handball to the male handball. And there's a man has joined us here in Scarif Bay, on the, in Scarif Bay News Radio. He's a man that would be, when you hear his name, he'd be, he'd, he'd be very well known. He's led his grace the hurling fields of Clare and Munster in the last number of weeks. You know, coming from Ogunlo, they won their uh, first junior red championship for a number of years. Qualified for the Munster semi-final. Unfortunately, lost Shikina Rinki of Tipperary after extra time. This man was central uh, to their, their success. But he also begged an All-Ireland uh, handball medal in between. It's Garod Chidi. Garod, you're welcome to Scarf Bay Community Radio. Thanks for having me on, Leo. Garod, first of all, massive congratulations to you for all your sporting achievements in both the handball and the hurling. But we're going to start with, with the handball. And I'll learn a middle garage, as we said the same to Emer, a very proud moment for you and for the Sheedy family. Uh, definitely, most definitely, oh yeah, it was um, a great one now. It was uh, started way back in, uh, sure, just a long time ago now, March, and um, I played the Kerry Championship and I played, I think, a lad from Kerry, and then in the Munster final, I had a lad from Cork, and then I had a home semi final, thank God, in Tungraney, and I played a fella from the Iron Islands. And then ended up there two weeks ago, and uh, you ran from Kilkenny then. So it wasn't too bad, now. Uh, come here, you know, in fairness, it, it's a good, a good um, sequence of, of victories. How much training would you uh, do for the handball, Gerard? Um, I suppose you'd be hoping to go to the alley by yourself around two or three times a week, and the games are invaluable then. So depends if you can get, and you play lads who are better than you, and you improve even more. So the main thing I think is to get the games in between the matches. Yeah. And can we, who would you play? Obviously, you, you'd be going for more senior opponents. I would, yeah. I'd play Connor Downs, and Dermot was great to play me there before the All Ireland final, and um, and Mark as well. So it was good to get them lads, get to play against them lads. In fairness, you know, that's quality opposition. Mark Rogers, Connor Downs, that's and, the key, and isn't it? Yeah. You know, mm. you oh, know, yeah, definitely. Yeah, world you, champions as well. Yeah, you know where you're at, and you know, so. 
And who is your own? Have you your own coach, or do you just get take advice from? I take advice from Jim Nash. Would be great to put in time with it and Dad as well. So there's definitely no shortage of advice in it. And when did you start your, your um, handball career, Garrod? What age were you when you started? I'd, I'd say ten or eleven, I think. Yeah. Well, that's, that's yeah. yeah. And you find uh, we're going to talk about the holding later, but I mean, and, and the handball stands on its own, obviously on its own two feet, hundred percent. But do you find? The handball, do you find they complement each other? That the oh, skills of the game both yeah, see help each other. You see, even Mark is a great example. You see his yeah. hands, it's just, just unreal with the high ball and the low ball as well. So oh, it definitely makes a big difference in the hand passing you saw. Absolutely, yeah. So, yeah. yeah. But there's no doubt, uh, even uh, watching you hurling this year, like, you know, as I mentioned, you have developed into a top test hurler. You're always a very good hurler, but you've really stepped up a level or two. And I was going to ask the same question as Pat. You can see the handball traits in in in, in your in your hurling ability, you Gerard. Yeah, definitely the high ball as well. You see if you know if there's a hurley comes in front of you, you still know where to put your hand and stuff like that. So it's just the small things that make a big difference. Absolutely. And come here, obviously you won. Did you win? <coughs> what did you win the, the All Ireland final by? Uh, I won twenty one five and twenty one eleven. And had you expected to, had you known much about him? Uh, I had, a few of the lads in Carl McKenna played him before, and um, but uh, he was saying himself he hadn't been playing much, but um, it was def- wasn't as, uh, it was tighter than the so- scoreline suggests, as they say, I think, but um, it's comprehensive all the same. And can we, uh, looking back then, there was a long break, obviously, from, you know, waiting for the All-Ireland final, I suppose at times you probably thought it was never going to take place. That's right, uh, for a while, with the first lockdown, they just postponed them on a bit, but um for a finish, I didn't think they were played at all, but finally they were played, yeah? And, and Garo, just ask me asking this question as someone who doesn't know an awful lot about handball, you know, what, what would you say are your strengths in the game? I mean, okay, there's strength, there's the skill, there's the accuracy, there's the placing of the ball, there's the getting back of the court, all kinds of things, but what would you say are your strengths in, in, hand, in handball that make you particularly uh, good? With my growth spurt now, I'd have a good bit of power, and um, I wouldn't have a bad serve, but... Um, I suppose getting around the court with the long arms and definitely that helps as well in tearing down my opponent, opponents yeah. like that, yeah. Be a rangey player so cover the court. That's easy. right, yeah, yeah. the yeah. long arms coming Have to get around you, yeah. I'd say, all yeah. right. Yeah. Timmy, are you right-handed or which is your stronger side? I'll be right-handed. My left hand would be too bad now, but my right-handed would be very strong, yeah. So. And come here, obviously, you know, you're doing the leaving search as well and you're hurling and handball. Where is the handball career, you know, for 2022 going to lie with Um, I suppose it'll quieten down to leaving cert now, but I, I won't leave it anyway. It's um, great opportunity, especially in college, to go abroad playing and um, I'd hope like to win, win another few All-Irelands, maybe. So. Good man, well a done. Few. Well yeah, done. Like no, you have to be greedy. Have to be confident. Gerard, look at, as all our listeners would know, you know, we've been eulogising about you here in the last number of weeks, you know, quite correctly with with your performances. You've really, really <coughs> stepped up your level uh, this year, you know, uh, from what you were. You were always a very good hurler, but you were central to great success for Ogunlo in the June Ray. Look, that's another uh, proud moment also. Yeah, definitely, Leo. Um, I suppose it's building for a long time, well, not a long time, the last few years, the things have picked up in the club and um, there's another few young lads along with me this year, so um, it was good to get the building and finally win the June Ray again this year, so... And what a performance against a Crochine down in Munich. When it, you know, when you want the perfect performance from your team, and you know, in fairness, to come, you you always want to play well in the final, but to get everyone to play well in the final, and with you leading the way from the the, the foot forward line with the two early goals, you know, you really set the scene. That's right. From the offset, it was a great performance. So the work rate and everything, the ball coming in was unbelievable. So um, yeah, it's a good all round team performance from everyone, the backs and all. So. It was great, and it takes a team to win a championship, but it takes individuals too to maybe to, to turn around the finals with Judy. I mean, that first quarter, it was amazing. I mean, I hadn't seen that much you heard before. I, I wouldn't be seen as often as, as Leo would, but uh, I was just knocked out by the team in general, but your own particular performance. What I'd like to ask you is, as a, are you 18? You are uh, just gone 18 in November. 18, yeah. As an 18-year-old, you know, how do you handle being the fellow that's expected to pull big games out of the fire at adult level? I mean, this pressure would be new to you first of all I know yeah, underage yeah. I expect yeah. it. so I know Mark probably would be a little bit similar to Scala for the last couple of years but you are now central to Ogunlo's hopes really and you know how does that play on you you seem to be handling it without a bother yeah it was tough now um, when we lost we haven't lost, lost a game all year you know and it was tough now last weekend but um, I suppose you have to look at it positively really and um, it could be worse like but uh no, it's tough, all right. But to you don't mind taking on that responsibility. No, you're, you're, fine, you're happy yeah, with that. I'm happy with that. That's most a great definitely, sign. Yeah, yeah. That's a great sign so. of player, yeah. So young. Um, Gerard, obviously, you know, Clare Championship, unfortunately, the Munster Championship, you know, you put up, you, you, you perform more than capably. And, you know, I, I think if you'd won the last year, you would probably have gone on to win the Munster Championship. But 
obviously there's clear under under twenties on the horizon. I presume you're going to be maybe concentrating on that for a while as well. Yeah, there's trials now in the next few weeks before Christmas, and I think one after Christmas. So I'll give that a go, hopefully, and see where that takes us. Yeah, there's a good few lads. I think there's a good few East Clare contingent around. So all and going well. Garod, you know, we're all from smallish clubs. Myself and Leo and Robles reasonably small rural East Clare clubs, and. Uh, Ogunal had struggled maybe four or five years ago, big time, and, and we were all aware of the fact, maybe up to up to less than, more recent than that. Now, the pride and the, the joy of the coming together with young players and not so young players, and they're all coming together this year, and the joy of your supporters' faces and your families, that must have been something really, really special. Definitely, yeah. You see all this, the, the turnout, even the county final was unbelievable, and especially in Clooney Quinn, the semi final was was serious, especially the last goal we got to, to win Brilliant, it. Yeah. Yeah, so um definitely you hadn't seen a lot of lads at matches that I but I saw them there this year, so definitely on the rise, thank God, yeah. Brilliant. And of course I was you had your tough times down there also as well, you know, and I thought one of the, the stories of the year, unfortunately with the uh, was with the passing of, of Gerard McMahon, but what the Ogunla team done after the game, you know, to take the cup down to the, the grave of, of Gerald McMahon. That's right, it was a lovely touch. Uh, a lovely touch. Yeah, a lovely touch. And Declan sang a song as well. He sang Caledonia as well, so it was very nice. Yeah, so it's, it's just lovely, yeah. For sure. That's what it's all about. Okay, also, I suppose, you, you come from a, a great tradition of, of, of family. Look, it's all sport there. Everybody, everyone plays sport. I, I quite categorically say you are better than what went in, in the previous. And they weren't too bad either. They weren't too bad either. And of course, you had a big occasion the weekend. Your grandmother, Christina, right. a big birthday there That's as right, well. Yeah, so, yeah. so we're all going well now. All celebrations. Yeah, lovely. It's just great to see. Good old, it's a pleasure uh, interviewing, uh, talking to you here on Scarif Bay Community Radio. We congratulate you on your achievements of 2021 and before. And no doubt, 2022 beckons and you, you could, there'll be plenty more, plenty more for Hopefully you. Hopefully now there'll be, there'll be a great East Clare battle now in Intermediate. So. Absolutely. That's right. for sure. Good man. Good old, Chidi. Thank you very, very much. Thanks, Thanks for having me. Thanks, You're listening to Sportsline on Scarlet Bay Community Radio, 88.3 and 92.7 in East Clare, around the world on scarletbayradio.com and on the TuneIn radio app Sportsline is sponsored by Derg Credit Union. We wish all our listeners a very happy Christmas and a peaceful new year. And once again, thanks to Gerard Chidi for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarpe Community Radio. <coughs> and now we go to our review of, of the past year in, with the, for our East Clare clubs here. And we're joined on the line by our well-known analyst here, man, very good to us here, uh, Danny Chaplin. Danny, you're welcome once again. Thanks, Leo. Danny, we're going to start with, with yourselves down there in, in, in Bradford. You know, um, 2021, very difficult year. You know, finished, you know, of course, with the way everything has gone with seeing her status, it doesn't matter. No, everyone is keeping their status. But, Danny, at the end of the year, a, a very difficult year and probably won't uh, maybe best to have out of the way. Yeah, um, it was a very difficult year. You know, circumstances dictated that through the year. You know, the, as we've already discussed on different shows, uh, we had two unfortunate, um, we had one tragedy and an unfortunate passing of uh, two of the same family. And, you know, to say, it, um, to say that it affected both players, management and the whole club in general is it would be an understatement. You know, the, the, like anybody from East Clare that was here in Bradford would have seen the scenes of devastation that was in the place. But in fairness to the our senior team especially, um, they rallied around, you know, and they they did they did put in a decent performance against Cracklow while not winning. <coughs> you know, they were in that game they were in that game up to you know, into well into the second half, you know, and um, with the uh, we got a Paddy Dunn and got a great goal the same day, and, and maybe we had a chance of another one that we didn't take, you know, and the results could have been very different. And following on from that, then I thought we gave a great account of ourselves against Cushin in the, in the final game. It ended up a draw, but like Bradford, to me, should have won that game handily. We would say nine, ten points, they were that much better. They dominated Position. Like, 50 minutes of the 60 minutes that night, and I don't know, it was 16, 17 wide and, and totally dominated the game. You know, so to, to some justification, I suppose, to, to stay up and go into the CNB. And then I thought, you know, the CNB, we didn't put in a good performance. I thought, you know, it was pedestrian like against people. But 
at the end of the day, uh, with the year that was in it, happy enough to achieve senior status. And Danny, what do you think Proffer can achieve in 2022? Uh, look at it. I, I think Proffer in 2022, from we're heading into probably 18 or 19 team championship, um, <laughs> could, you know, if they pride themselves, we have the haulers, if we can get back a couple of lads, we have a couple of lads out of crucial injuries and in long term, and uh, they'll be coming back. Hopefully, you know, if the championship goes out target again, they might be in contention. And if we can, our younger players, you know, improve another bit, the future is good for me. I think we have a good bunch of players and, you know, they can, if they get it right and, and they really go for it and you never know, we might get one of the soft four team groups or something, you know. Um, <laughs> you never know. Uh, I, I would think the future is good. We have good young holders and, and, you know, if they can be moulded into a team and progress any bit at all from this year, you know, well, we mightn't be looking at winning the championship, but the quarter-final, semi-final is definitely achievable for Bradford. Very, very good. Uh, Pat, we go over the road, we go over the road as well, to the Mills and the great enigma in Clare Hurling, county final one day, relegation, mm. relegation the next day, Pat. Yeah, it was a strange, a strange kind of a two years for the Mills, wasn't it? Um, last year's county finalists, when you'd, when you'd be talking about the, the year ahead, which was the year just gone, you'd say, surely, there'll be at least top four again, or, quarter finalist minimum and here they were and they couldn't buy a win no matter what they did now, the only time one of the times I saw them live was against Whitegate and I thought for that was actually quite a good battle below in the bridge quite a good standard of hurling very tacking game both sides and some lovely scores but uh, I thought the Bills hurled reasonably well but having said that you know there was a spark missing in them you know they weren't consistent uh, they lost their four games but uh, I suppose nobody went down, but the Mills certainly didn't go down. In fairness, they had stayed up regardless of any any changes of any changes of um, of criteria, whatever scoring difference of that. They had stayed up, but they're one of those teams that um, they you know either kick on or, or 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 not. And I think the decision time has come for them. You know, maybe do they need do they need new a new approach? We'll say with lads over them, or do they need a new voice? Or is is that the issue? Maybe it's not. But look at Clare is funny that way in recent years. I think Danny would agree with this. The Bridge have been the better team for the last five or six, seven years. But <clears throat> the rest of the teams have been beating each other on a regular basis. And uh, the Mills fall into the category. Yeah. They could win a game by three or four points and they could lose by three or four points. There's never big margins. They never they don't hammer people, but they never get beaten much either. So it was one of those years when the Mills just didn't get it together. There was a flatness after last year. And, uh, you know... Some good young players, but then again, a lot of players round a fair while as well, and uh, maybe in a bit of a rush. It's hard to judge what they are really, but look at they're still going to go into next year. I'd say they'll be looking at the, the glass half half full, and I'm sure you know uh, they'll put everything into it again. And uh, most people won't fancy playing them because you know after their after their bad season, now they're probably going to have a good season again. But um, you know they've plenty plenty of good players in the in the club. Uh, but it's just one of those things whereby they need just maybe. A two or three players maybe to really just step up to the mark and drag on the others of leadership and maybe it's just they're just a bit flat at the moment maybe all a bit even around the field without having any fantastic players just to, to drive it on you know Danny what do you think the Mills can do in 2022 um, you know as we said they're a real Jekyll and Hyde where do you think they could go in the next year Danny um, Intermediate <laughs> <laughs> That's it. That's so an analysis over. Said, they should hold up their hands and say they should go down. And have to yeah. <laughs> no, seriously. Um, so look at it, as, as Pat said, any year it, it can be different. You know, the year before they were in the county final and they had some great <coughs> victories. You know, they had a great win over um, over Bellier two years ago. And this year, nothing went from. You know, they were just losing every game that the previous year they would have been winning. I suppose... If you look at it from the Mills' point of view, the, the, one of the disappointing thing was the performances of their younger players. They didn't really, you know, they were still, it was Pat Donnellan and Brian Donnellan and these guys were leading the fight. The, the younger players weren't um, pushing, pushing up to, you know, we'd say I, I would have thought Gary Cooney, now county panelist, had a poor enough year. Colin Crehan wasn't as good as he was the previous year. You know, these guys, you'd hope, I suppose, for the Mills' sake, that they could lift it again next year and that they, they, they could make them a force again. Yeah, and we turn now, as we come over the road with the senior clubs, we go we go to Fecal and uh, Denny, you're, 
vehicle, I suppose, really, very unlucky, could have very easily made a county final. Could have. Um, very unlucky, probably, you know, did they underachieve, did they overachieve? I, I, I don't know. Did, did they have 15 players, probably 16 players, you know, and they're capable of giving anyone on, on their day, they'll, they'll compete and, and possibly beat any team in the county. But something like the Mills, you know, they can be they can be poor on their day. They, they don't seem to have a spark. Or they, they, I don't know, was there a spark missing in them this year compared to the previous year? It's just hard to put your finger on it, you know, to, to see no championship at the end of the day and you'll be hoping that every team that goes out will, will perform and you'll have a better championship for it. But just, I, I, I was disappointed in them this year now, to tell you the truth. And that's not, I'm, I'm not being critical of them, just from a Holland point of view. Yeah. I, I was just, this, I thought that, that they would be more of a force. And, and Pat, you know, <coughs> you won the Clare Cup, obviously, just, you know, and no one can take that from them, from them you know. Oh, yeah. But, Danny's right, the spark in the championship, it just didn't seem to be... Now, Dagan Clooney, OK, it was a, a tough game, right? There's not, and it could have gone, as it turned out, as a draw, but it could have gone either way, yeah. you know, but that same... I think I think one of the big issues for Fiegel players is there's no competition hardly for places. Nearly everyone at the last 15 knows he'll be starting in, in his fair idea or position. And that's that's not a criticism of the club. I agree with Denny. It's just a, a, a statement of the, the circumstances as they but are. But that's going to change next year, though, with the younger lads coming in. Does oh, it, it, it will to an extent. But, but like, you know, nearly every successful club will have three or four lads who are subs, very disappointed to be subs, and coming in and trying their best to knock the lads off it and in training. Yeah. And in Fiegel as we've been saying for the last three or four years, they have an outstanding, you can go with anything from 13 to 17 players, you know, that general run. But Martin Daly is out. Now, Martin Daly, to my mind, is a huge loss to any team. He's a big fella, he's a brave fella. He can hurl as well, he can finish, he can catch a high ball and he just loves the the, the challenge of the physical challenge and, and tearing off through tackles and that. That makes things happen for other players. It lifts the team as well. So I think the fact that the players mightn't even be aware of this themselves, but... I think the fact that they're all comfortable knowing they're on the kind of knowing they're on the team and I know PJ Kelleher and, and is it Tom Downs? Yeah. Thomas Downs, you know, would, would have worked and Ray Nelson would have worked very hard with them this year and put an awful lot of effort in and the players put in the effort. But I suppose they just haven't enough top class players. They have a lot the of competition very good isn't players. just not I, I just think the players themselves many there's a lot of no that can't be taken off because there isn't enough on the bench to challenge. And I think that's the biggest issue to have and that's a challenge for any small country club and uh, you know, yeah. with the money being spent in on SNC and all these other clubs and massive amounts of money on 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 other on other supports, you know, Fiat mightn't have that yet either. So, Fiat's proud club and any fifteen they put out, uh, uh, as Danny said as well, will be very hard to beat and will be very hard to beat next year. But the thing is, now that they're if like their golden generation of Shane McGrath's own to his Ocean Donners, they're heading into their late twenties now as well. So. Adam Hogan and Ocean Clune are the two bright jewels who are underage. And they're Connors, absolutely. But, um, you know, they'll be losing probably a couple in the next couple of years as well. So that's the biggest issue, I think, for Fiegel. But a proud, proud team, proud club. And, uh, again, anyone playing them next year will know they were in a game. They're physical and they have a few fabulous hurlers. But um, they probably haven't the numbers they need to take a, a step forward. Yeah. And, and Denny, we come over the ro- we're coming over a bit over the road now with the senior clubs. And we're, we're, we're going to stop and scare off and, you know... Scarif coming back on the result of winning the Intermediate Championship last year. Started their Championship poor league in Multones, but recovered after that, didn't he? Yeah. I, I thought, it, you know, OK, they, they got a bad start against Multones, but maybe there was a bit of naivety. They went into the first round of the Championship, maybe not ready for Championship, for Senior Championship. You know, the big step up, it is a big step <coughs> up, as we all know, from Intermediate up to Senior. I don't know mentally whether they're ready, physically whether they're ready. But in fairness to them, after that uh, that defeat against Shannon, you know, they did take David to the bridge and, and it, they wouldn't have been faster to win that match. You know, young Crossy would say had the game for his life. He, he ended up, he's after being called on to Cersei. You have Mark Rogers, like you, Patrick, Patrick, um, Ryan. Patrick Ryan, you have good young fellas come on. They, they introduced a lot of good young fellas this year. And, I think Scarf will be fine, and I think they'll, they'll end up a good senior club. You know, I, I I think that they actually had a good year. I I know that they, they ended up with only one win against Castle, but they also put in a very good performance against um, against the Bridge. And I have no doubt that if they had played the Bridge first, 
and got that first senior game under their belt in a game that they wouldn't have been expected to win, that they actually could have beaten Wolfstones. You know what I mean? And then they're, they're every bit as good as Wolfstones. It was just their first game in senior, and I don't know whether they're prepared for the step up. But they learned from it, and I thought they improved with every game. And I, I thought, you know what, okay, it's the Mark Rogers show against Dark Castle. But, you know, they, as a team, they did perform well against the Bridge and they performed well against Garcastle. So I, I think that there's big promise. They have a lot of good young fellas and, and there's good promise there for it's a far on that point. There is good young lads coming, you know, and they were unlucky in the under twenty one ASC final. Obviously they had a few gunner lads with them as well. But there is good talent there, Pat. Uh, there's a lot of talent in Scarif in fairness, down through the good in underage policy and commitment there over the last six, seven, eight years, uh, by uh, you know, ex holders and all that kind of thing. Every club needs that and Scarif have it in spades. A lot of good lads, I mean, nearly every young fellow is hurling, I think, and you know, there's a momentum in Scarif as well. Underage is going well. Uh when the likes of Mark Rogers then breaks through on a clear team and the lads playing with him, you, it gives them a lift as well to know, just, you know, I'm a dear at that stage. I thought Ryan and Crotty and those two come up always. I thought Tomas McNamara was a big, big loss. loss in the show. That, he's a very energetic midfielder. His injury was, was a blow. Uh, but the young guys, they, 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 they blooded this year. Crotty, uh, as we said, uh, Hart, Hart, Hart again, Hart, another, Hart, another good Grady. young fella. I know Grady, yeah, so... Plus the the, the stalwarts have been there for a few years, still going well. And uh, look at the talent they showed. Even that one twenty one semi final was a brilliant. Yeah, I know the, 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 the O'Gunlow with them, as you said, two yeah. or three players. But uh, that was a super Corrigan uh, Rowan team, and I think it was a brilliant best game of the year. But that showcased what Scarif have, and I think everything seems to be right there. There's a momentum. There's good management. There's a good back. There's a good committee. They're developing the the, the facilities here as well. So I think yeah, Scarif are definitely on the up. Yeah, it's a club going forward. There's not about that. Danny, we go to one of the, the real survivors, as we say, in the in the senior championship. We go down the road a bit. We go to get the ball and Whitecat. You know, and Whitecat, uh, Danny, they'll be very they'll be quite happy with their with their year in twenty twenty one. They're another team very unlucky not to make the knockout stages. Another team very unlucky, like I was talking to Colin Lynch there after around the quarter final stage and he reckoned that they were so lucky, Kilmady was so lucky to get over Whitecat that evening. Um and it was just before actually the, the Mills played him and, and Colin was said to me, you know, from being on the sideline and from watching them up close, he actually went for White at that evening against the Mills. And I, I know we had spoke about it above on, on the show beforehand and I think we all went for the Mills. Uh, but, you know, White get dead. They're really targets one, two games every year and, you know, there's savage credit due to them. You know, they, they, they have the same play panel of players they, they get the very best out of every player they have and you know they, they were never in danger of I think of going into relegation this year you know um, they were unlucky against uh, as I say against Kinmaley they were also unlucky against Dinah Kinlamona yeah they were in front for a long time and, and you know um uh, Terence Fahey there he's a great job done with him you know he's a good leader a good man and, and good holding man and what you have in both Scarif and Whitehead is you have an awful lot of young fellas that actually want to play for that club and, and you know what I mean they're not going after them they don't have to go after them they're, they're looking to make that team they're looking to, to push themselves onto it and, and you know it's great to see it, it, it might be to the detriment of other clubs but it's great to see as an East Clare, you know, we all want to see the East Clare clubs doing well and I, I think I get, I have no fear of them again next year, you know. Yeah, and with that, and also now, Denny, as we have, we'll stay with you on this one, obviously we have another East Clare team now going senior next year in, in Smith O'Brien's, <coughs> you know, and look at, Hurling is, is going well out, he's alive and well out here, and now Killaloo are going to head to the, the senior uh, line-up as well. Yeah, um, and full value, you know, they started poor league in Joseph's, but as that game went on, you know, there was only one team going to win it. Um, it mightn't have been favourites, but they dug in that day and, and, you know, they they got their scores and they're freaking, you know, they they were full value for it. They weren't hanging on at the end, I thought. They were, they were the better team at the end. Um, now, whether they can make the transition up to, it is, again, it's like Scarra's first round this year. It's a big jump from, uh, and I don't, personally, I don't know how they're the panel to compete in senior. I'd hope they would, and you'd hope that they'll at least be competitive, but I just have the fear that they don't have the numbers that maybe other clubs have. They don't, you know, they have 
basically the same panel of players for the last what, seven, eight years. They yeah. haven't too many young lads coming into it. Yeah, you, you'd, you know, you'd wonder, Danny, looking at, at Killaloo, is maybe should they, if they had won the intermediate, maybe a couple of years ago, maybe they might give Senior a right a right run. You know, it's yes, it's a it's a they're, it's they're a, probably an aging team now for intermediate. You know, yeah, um, and, and then like it is. That's not to say that they they're capable of beating in their team. Of course, they're capable of beating a team, and they're capable of beating a lot of teams in Senior. And I remember the last time they were seen or they, they beat Tulla in the first round out, out here in the Scarif and, and, and Tulla went down and won the championship afterwards. Yeah, that's true. And and you see, the thing is now, I, I think the whole championship has been devalued with this relegation fiasco. Like, it, it, it's just, to me, it's it's just devaluing the championship. I think whatever clubs decide there's going to be meeting in January after the convention, um, there's going to be meeting in January. Clubs have been asked to submit uh, what they would propose, and it, the decision is going to be left up to clubs. What happens in the in the championship? But for me, um, as but from as a Bradford man would say, and as a Bridge man, two teams are involved in the senior championship. I would like when the draw is made next April that there's 16 teams in it. No matter what way to solve this relegation issue, the Munster Council didn't say that there was nobody to be relegated. They said they couldn't be relegated in the format that they played in, and they send it back to Clare. I fully believe, and it's only my own personal belief, that there should be a playoff or whatever. They should start it again and then whatever they do, but there should still be two teams relegated. Let them play it like Galway. Let them play it next June. doesn't matter. Give them, give them loads of time to get ready for it. Uh, and I suppose, Danny, to follow on your point there, time and time is the key here is to give plenty of notice. Now, obviously, no, none, of the, none of the teams will want to play it, but, you know, they were in the relegation uh, battle for a reason. You know, like what do the other clubs yeah, think? What, uh, what do the other clubs think? Like when it comes to next year, or can we just say we're not going down and refuse it? Well, you... Sure, of course you can. We can all find the loophole and all the rules. We can all find the loophole. You know, but uh, go back to convention in 2020 last year. It was held online, but one of the things that was stated was there was two teams, and it's in the minutes of the 2020 convention that two teams had to be relegated from Senior Holland this year because there was nobody on an exceptional year in 2020 mm. for COVID. There was no one relegated. So now we're going to a stage where there's nobody being relegated and we're going to be looking to some suggestions that we'll relegate three next year. But why should the White Cats, the Bulldogs, <coughs> the, 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 you know, the smaller clubs, why should we agree to that? Yeah, and, and that's where the clubs are going to have to come together, especially you know, out this way, and just come together and fight any club and fight that. You know, it's... It's a, it's a total yeah, balance, really. Definitely. But we're, we're, you see, yes, you will get all the, the smaller clubs, but we do need the bigger clubs to have to stand side by side with the, the other senior clubs, the Six Mile Bridges, the Ina Kilnamonas, the Super Clubs, we call them. They need to stand behind this as well. Because I think the whole championship is being devalued. I have to agree with you. I, I totally agree with you. I, I, I think it's set an awful precedent, to be fair. I just, I just think myself, though, that. Uh, it's very hard for anyone to blame the likes of Crusheen or whoever for trying. Oh, you know, but right. they did, and they're they were dead right. right to do so. And I mean, it's not anti Crusheen or those four clubs who were involved. It's a matter yeah. of the clubs getting together now and Clare under the leadership of the board and deciding on, on a way to solve it. And I, I agree. 100%. I totally agree, Pat. And, and if we, need, we need sixteen, we do the same thing. Of course, yeah. I have and no doubt about it. But, correct. But, but what I'm saying is now <clears> the clubs need to get together and yeah. come up with a format that it's not very hard to put down okay, two or four. You know, if the clubs decide there's 18 teams in the championship next year and three gone down, so be it. Or 19 yeah, teams and three gone down, to, so It's going to ruin it. It's going to ruin it. I think it's just it, after it, 16 it, it, next championship, whatever way to do it. Yeah. And there's, there's ways and means, I'm sure, around it that everybody could agree with if it's teased out, hopefully. Yeah, yeah absolutely. And yeah. Then, like the relegation in Galway was played this <coughs> June. Yeah, true. You know, so you can, you can do your draws, you can do everything. Yeah, give them plenty of notice. That's true, give them plenty of mm. notice. Exactly, exactly. Look, that's a discussion, weather, yeah. discussion yeah. for another day. We turn to the Intermediate Championship, and Danny, we start with you with, 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 with Tulla. Tulla, like, uh, you know, from my involvement with Six Mile Bridge this year, uh, Tulla knocked us out, and Tulla looked good that day. But 
They probably got a warning in the previous round, the last round of the league section against Killaloo up in Whitegate. And I don't know, did they heed it? You know, they, they didn't learn from it because they, they went out with the same team, that they made the same mistakes they thought against Killaloo. They, they put, um, you know, they didn't do their man, they get their matchups right. And, you know, they, they probably, Killaloo were full value for beating them. But Tulla have a good panel and Tulla, to me, you know, if they get it right, they're well capable of winning that intermediate championship. Now, you see, for the Tullers, again, this relegation is going to have a huge impact. Mm. You know, you know, Tuller would probably, and St. Joseph's are going to be automatically favoured if there's no one relegated. Fair point, Pat, isn't it? But, of course, yeah. Oh, sure, if there's nobody relegated, I mean, it's very easy enough to be called the... It's easy to be able to see finalists in the, in the intermediate championship, I'd say anyway, but I mean, or, or even who probably win it or at least go closest. It is, yeah, and you're uh, bringing in yeah. the back end of the likes of six months <coughs> and everything who probably are quarter finalists, semi finalists every, every year. year. But mm. If there's no one relegated, you could be looking at the likes of them winning it. Yeah, you could, anybody yeah. could sneak up. Yeah, yeah. anybody could. I mean, that's the way, that's the way, that's the nature of it. Um, I, 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 Tuller, I'd say, will be definitely, well, I'd say even if, even if uh, there's two relegated, you know, Tuller will still be. In the amongst mix. the top few you'd yeah. be talking about to win the interview champ. They have pretty good numbers. They have the facilities. I mean, I'm sure they have they have they have plenty of holders, young young and, and not so young and I mean they have a few leaders on the yeah, team as well, yeah. which is very important. I mean the likes of Dara Corrie and McInerney and you know, a few more of them are real leaders on the team. So you you expect uh, you know they have a good goalie, yeah, you know, they've all the things you need, a good free taker. So I mean they won't be far off it. Yeah, without mm-hmm. those doesn't matter. But you know, they they have to do it on the day. We come over the road, uh, Pet Budike. Well, Bredaik, you know, not, not buttering you up, but is, is one of the clubs on the way up, in my opinion. And I mean, uh, someone, some, someone has been saying recently that they're getting, be think, that, thinking about <laughs> thinking about next year already that they're getting getting ready to go back straight and do, do, doing a bit over the winter. Uh, good manager. Oh, sure, all teams manager, do, all a teams good do manager. Pet. All teams, my, my granny are doing it now anyway. But uh, definitely... Uh, there's plenty of, of good players in, in the club. I mean, there, there's numbers there fighting for places on the team. Leo, I remember commentating on, with you on the match against uh, the match with Rowan below, below in the market. And uh, I remember that there was a lot of discussion before the game and Leather could be on and Burton down and Leather could have started and didn't start and came on. And that's why, uh, that to my mind is always a good sign because that's why I say maybe Fiekel don't have Killen. He don't have it either. Uh, <clears throat> we'll come to that. But, you know, these lads are, have, have good good uh, records underage. Uh, with with uh, with um, medals and that, yeah. so look, these lads are used to playing at a fairly high level. But there's also numbers of them together, and uh, I love I love the, the the style of some of these players. Genie, you know, young Wiley and uh, young McKenna, as we mentioned a few times. What a guy who throws his body in there and wins ball and, and looks around to give it to lads who are better positioned than himself. You know, and 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 the Doyles, uh, Shawnee uh, particularly, I just thought was ex- excellent. So uh, plenty of good players there, uh, and uh, you know, I'd say definitely we'll be. I would be putting them into into maybe semi final country next year. You know, all going well, but I mean, all they'd going well is the key, they'd, Leo. They'd want to be making that move. And there's one or two players know. maybe you need to get back as well that maybe have been you know off farm yeah. or whatever. So, uh, but all going well and pulling together is the whole thing, and, and that's where management comes in this year. You know, they need a united front. If united, if, if but I couldn't fully fully committed to the thing. They haven't got enough strong players to, to win it, but or to do it. But you know, with the players they have, geez, the Minogues. You know, Keen and and if Jack could make a return as well, I don't know what stage he's at. I mean, there's some. He's, play, he's playing goals. He's playing goals at the twenty ones anyway, so he's on the way. Enough, yeah, no, he's on the way back. Some very fine players so there. Yeah. So, the but I definitely will be a team that can look forward to the next two or three years with a lot of confidence. I would say. Yeah, we we we, we hope so. That's for sure. <clears throat> Pat or Denny, we go to uh, Kilinina, and you you came across Kilinina yourself this year, and you know they're a team that have have turned the corner as well. They had had dark days, but. You know, they're, they're going the right way about it. They have good young lads coming through as well. OK, obviously, they're, they're yeah, being upset. With absolutely. Last... And, and, you know, they were very good. They, they, they beat, and there's no, no fluke to beat. They were, you know, well up for it. Maybe we caught them that day above in Clooney a bit flat in the first 20 minutes, you know. And, and we got the couple of early goals and we put them on the back foot. And, you know, they were kind of chasing the game. And, you know, I, I've already said it... Um, the two soft yellow cards for uh, Todd. Todd Kelsey, uh, yeah, yeah, Todd mm. Kelsey, and and you know, they, they, I, I think once they went down to fourteen, they had no hope that day. But they, they had given a right good performance to, against Tubber. Now I suppose the the downside of that was the the last the last game. 
In the lose the last no, last he's game. He's either killing them all right, but, he's, but he's so, scoring difference is the problem. We'll be trying to kill them all right uh, in the last oh, yeah, game. Did, yeah, not yeah, not yeah, by not a major amount, yeah, but yeah, five or six no. points. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But but having said that, it, they did show promise, and and even today against the bridge, and I saw them up close and and person. There's some lovely individual performers, you know. Um, a couple of right good forwards, and then you have you always have Mark and then like Matt Clarke. There's another couple of years he's, a, you know, he had he had a nightmare that day on freeze, which was so unlike Very Matt, unlike Matt him, yeah. Mm. yeah, you know. Yeah, no, there was no, unfortunately, their progress is going to be tempered by the loss of maybe of a file for Cahal Noon and hopefully that injury. Uh, it's, uh, no, it is, it is a crucial uh, second. So, his other, know, other leg this time. I mean, he was one of the best you know, underage horrors in Clare a few years ago. They just left hand cru- one crucial there about two years ago. He was just back and had a super game or a year yeah, yeah. back for us this year. I would put him into the Keen Nolan type, Keen Nolan type of player. Very, very aggressive, but also well able to hurl. And a fellow we're looking forward to just uh, you know making that number three his own and leading from there. But anyway, look at all clubs of injuries. But uh, look at we've 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 it's kind of two steps forwards, one step backwards. But we're in a better place than we were a couple of years ago. And all we can do is try and drive on now. With a lot, lot of lads now hitting for their mid twenties and be hoping that they'll step up to the mark. Pat, finally, we have our new uh, crown team for uh, inter- intermediate. <clears throat> you know, oh, good enough. One of the stories of the year. I mean, it was a pleasure to, to watch them in that. June, I, I never enjoyed a display in a junior A final as much as that day against Crusheen. And again, Crusheen, I think, I thought Crusheen were poor that day. But I was told by a few reliable lads from that, Nick, not, not just Crusheen, but North Clare and Mid Clare, uh, neighbours of theirs, that uh, they had been very impressive on the way to that junior final. And a lot of people thought they'd win it. But um, on the day, O'Gunlow played, just blew them out of the water. And I mean, the display of our earlier guest, uh, Gerard Sheedy, who I think is the makings of an absolutely super player forward. And a forward at that, six foot two or three, massive strength, great hand, beautiful striker, run for the day, speed at that, he's everything. So, um, and, t- you know, as I said to himself there a while back in the interview, he was, the, he was their leader, their main man expected to make things happen in the Munster Championship. He did it against, you could say, against um, Ricky, Rangers. Ricky Rangers. And he would have done it against Skinnerinke, except there was always two, if not three, close to him. That's the measure of the young fella. And he still managed to win great ball and, and well. do the best he could. He played well, but an unbelievable young fella. But they have a lot of other young players as well that did very, very well. Great to see Henry Bond, you know, having a great year. It's a, story, it's a great story for a small club, going back from the, the doldrums, if you like, yeah. to a little bit of former glory. Delighted for their followers and everybody involved in the club down there. And uh, what a run they have. What a year it was for them. And great to see the Mac Intermediate. The, the, the East Clare Intermediate Championship is going to be something next year. Tomorrow. Denny, finally, before we let you go, Denny, overall, what did you make of the standard of the club championships uh, in Clare in, the last, for the, in the, last, the last championship there? Do you want me to be honest now? Correct. <laughs> well, you know me now. I'm a big advocate for I I believe that the Clare Senior Championship should be 12 teams we should have another championship. We should have a premier, intermediate, or a senior B, or whatever you want to call it, of the four <coughs> teams that we'd be leaving out, plus the top eight and intermediate, and that you could have two right good competitive championships. But I just feel that at the moment, the first two rounds especially, uh, and and the league basis in the intermediate, you have a lot of mismatches. Now, when it gets down to the quarterfinals and the nitty-gritty, you have a lot of great games. Um, but it's an awful pity that a lot of the earlier games are just, yeah. you know, I'd say we all called them nearly 100% yeah. every night yeah, we, we preview the championship in the league base, in the league section of the, of the championship. You and know, Denny, Denny I, just, you, you, I just think to, to, for even for our county team to be more, be more like I'm going back to my own time, Holland, okay, it was a different game, but you had maybe 12 serious senior teams that time. And you had, there was only 16 teams in the championship. But you had 12 really serious teams. And you had, and you know, you had really serious games every time. A lot of the matches, what I'm talking is try and get rid of these mismatches in the earlier rounds. And Denny, for, to, round to follow on your point, Denny, of the senior B championship or, you know, premier intermediate, <clears throat> is now not the proper time with, with all the trouble that's going on or the hassle with the relegation would it not be would it not solve a lot of problems if there was a senior B championship brought in and the four teams already in the relegation put into that senior B and you know Ooh, do you want to pass that one in the middle deal <laughs> well look at it, 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 it keep the senior status but 
You know what I mean? It, yes, it, it, and, 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 and you know where I'm coming from. You can pick the top eight clubs and intermediates yes. every year. You can pick the quarterfinals. There isn't 16 intermediate clubs, no more than just 16 senior clubs. That's the basis of my argument. Now, how do you talk to the, the you know, the white kids, the Broadfords, there was one relegate. The last time there was five relegated when the championship went from 20 to 16, we were team number five. Yeah. But just down, just, you know what I mean? Danny, just to call to that a small, as we're discussing it at all, in a sense, the two 16 things are not the same. They're in, the, in the scenery, even with the 16, and I think myself that 12 would be better overall, but <clears throat> at least in the senior with the 16 in it, you will never, we can never hear guarantee, or we can never hear be 100% sure how games will go in terms of, you know, I mean, your yes. teams before threatening to go down with the likes of Whitegate, you know, the likes of, and next thing they come along and these big teams. So you'd never know. But in the intermediate, you're 100% right. There was three or four teams intermediate who are probably not even good junior A standards, you know. And yeah. the intermediate was suffering because of that with those one sided games. But there weren't that many one sided games in the senior championship, even though, as we say, 16 is probably too many. But some of the lower ones in senior often rattled yeah. the big ones yeah. and you were close to There is too many senior teams to Yeah, I, I'd agree. I'd agree. Yeah. Now we have to, we're going to go past directive. We have to be down to 16 teams by 2023. <coughs> and from the convention, we're going the other way. We're going up. If there's nobody relegated this year, and if, if that's allowed, if there's, if there's 19 teams, we'd say, uh, uh, sorry, 17, is it? 17, yeah. 18. 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18, 18 yeah. If 18 teams go into the hat next year, it's. It's ludicrous. Like you're going looking at what are you looking at? Two, two, three, two, 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 you know, <coughs> the elections and yeah, we have to get back. We have to get back. We have to get back talking to what, which is really important. You talk about structures, and that's that's going to have to. Maybe be some of our new officers will come up with some great ideas to solve this now early next year. Well, they have to earn their car and their new positions mm-hmm. now. Look at Denny for now. Thanks a million uh, for taking the time to talk to us here on Scarif Bay Community Radio today, and to thank you for all your work uh, throughout the year uh, as analyst and we look and reporter, and we look forward to much more of the same in twenty twenty two, Denny. More than welcome. I'd just like to wish everyone a, a very happy Christmas and a peaceful New Year. And look at, we'll, we'll start it all again next year, and we'll have some more arguments, and we'll give out about this. And Absolutely. That and we'll praise the market, and you know we'll do all these. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, then enjoy the turkey and the goose and the ham and the whole lot anyway, and uh, enjoyable chatting to you during the year anyway. So it was. Excellent. Good man, Danny. Thanks a minute. I should never know you might catch me for another Camogie match next year. Oh, <laughs> oh we keep we keep with you. All Ireland yeah. semi-finals, Denny. <laughs> okay, good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Good luck. Pet, I suppose we have the hurling done. Now we've got through our, our, our East Clare clubs in the Camogie Championship. And again, the McMahon Cup is back residing in, in, in um, East Clare after a, a break of a couple of years. And I suppose we have to start with the county champions, Gareth Ogunda. Well, 100%. And, uh, you know, it has to be said, I mean, oh, time isn't on our side to talk too long, but it has been a marvellous year for Scarlet for Gunnar. Uh, bring back the first senior cup to re- re- regain it again, having lost it last year, is the first major. That was the first, uh, of course, aim. New management came in there, had to bid in and learn on 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 on, on the tra- on the job fairly quickly. And I'm sure, by, by God, how they've done that. The other big thing was to was to bring in four or five minor players who had probably never played senior championship before, Leo, and to make them comfortable at this level and, in fact, contribute hugely to the success was also significant, having lost a few players to injury and and, and, and other missing for other reasons. Uh, really, really tremendous team spirit there, uh, playing just to the, to the top of their, of, their, of their ability at the moment. And, I mean, as the new management have carried on what the previous management did in just getting the most out of these players. They're seriously committed. A huge amount of effort put in. Challenges, training. Um, numbers are there, of course, which is always helpful. Uh, but, as I said, apart from winning the Senior Cup, or the McMahon Cup, the other big thing was bringing forward these young players who are now comfortable at that level and uh, will be seriously entertaining to watch how they'll 
progress in the Munster Championship in the new year. In the new yeah, year. and we look forward to that Munster semi final, yeah. which has been announced for January the eighth <coughs> at a Cork venue. So a, a formidable challenge ahead. But yes, you know, major not, challenge, not but nothing surmountable. Not at all. And I mean, maybe one or two players might be coming back. Hopefully soon. Maybe it had have been the same. Not sure the situation is, but I, I know if a power probably isn't ready for another while. But look, even with even as it is. Uh, and of course, being in the minor A championship against Einik, the old rivals and foes, Einik and Lamona as well, so impressively. And, uh, you know, I just, I just, I didn't see the replay at the county final, but even the day of the draw against True Clonaro, who we thought the new kids on the block were coming to take over the crown, uh, by the, the, by the, they the, the dig in the second day and, and, and say, and say, hey, t- take your time now, uh, this team coming up, you're not, you're not going to grab this cup for another couple of years. We are here. And uh, they just, just made a huge statement this year, I think, Scarifagunla. Pet, we go over the road, uh, up the road to your own club, uh, Fika Kilinina. You know, their first year uh, up in, 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 in senior after winning the intermediate. You know, right, could have beat Nina Kilinamona. Maybe, you know, beat the bridge. Maybe didn't have their best Camogie against uh, through Clendera. Yeah, it was a year about consolidating, I suppose, at senior level, Leo. And uh, yeah, the first game, were, they were very, very impressive. I, you know, They should have taken any kill them out of that day. A little bit of an experience near the end. But still, they took a lot of help from it. Uh, won, won the shield, won the shield. Oh, God, they go, yeah, they did, oh, of course they did. But anyway, through Clannara were simply brilliant against them. And our ladies had no real response to that. Uh, the county players that are in at uh, True Clannara had, plus the half-back line of Louise Egan and 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 uh, the Powell girl, the girls there were just unbelievable that day. So, uh, just I think they, that day they learned it's a step up to senior, and and here's welcome to senior hurl Camogie. Uh, beat the bridge then, and uh, but but also managed to, to to win that shield final, which was a big thing I think. Uh, disappointing against Glen Morris, didn't get off the ground, but I think overall progress has been made. Panel is a little bit thin. Uh, there's a lot of names in the programme, but not a lot of the girls in the programme whose names were named for the for the Munster Club game. There weren't re- aren't really involved at the moment, so uh, would need everyone to stay stick with it. And uh, talks about the two girls maybe going travelling or J ones if that's allowed, restrictions and all that. But look, uh, they're now settled into senior, and we're just hoping to take another step next year. Yeah, and then finally we go over the road to Kilkishan, but I progress made their semi-final, you know, their first semi-final, it's up to them now, they have to drive on also. They do indeed, and they're, you know, they're not far off the mark at all, they're a very, very competitive team, and uh, I think I saw them twice, and, uh, you know, some of their old stalwarts, well, they won't like me saying old, but like Kate Lynch and, you know, um, Lan, well, Lan Ryan, of course, is, is, is a young star, and what a, what a player she is for them as well, and uh, the O'Gormans and uh, a few others like that. Look at um, her team to beat, very competitive, and uh, we'll, we'll, be, we'll be in the shake-up for honours for the next couple of years, you would think. There's no doubt about that. Pet, we go then to the Intermediate Championship in Wycott. You know, unfortunately, we're beaten by uh, Clooney Quinn. Yeah. And we wish, win Clooney, wish, wish Clooney Quinn the best <coughs> of their monster cha- upcoming Munster Championship. Yes, but Wycott, you know, back this year, back in the Intermediate Final, plenty of progress. Plenty of progress there, and I mean, who's to say they won't take the next step uh, next year? Um a lot of very good players, again, isolated there with, without any amalgamations or anything else, but like the hurlers, they just get the most out of their players. Again, great pride in the club, good management, obviously. Girls give it everything. Plenty of good players uh, and give it everything in the intermediate final. And uh, I think, you know, a little bit unlucky, Clooney Quinn with the warmest of favourites. I think if you were asked Aileen, you would have said Clooney Quinn are probably no team would come between maybe six or seven points of them, you might think. But uh, Whitegate did very, very well to get there at final. I'm sure that, just, that they will use that disappointment to drive them on for next year. And then we got to Tulla in the Intermediate Championship and progress made there. This, this is a team that could very well have made the Intermediate Final, you know. But look, at it's all, standards are rising all wrong, Pat. Uh, they are, and I mean, there's huge interest in Kabogi. You know, it's great for us all to see it's a growing sport. I mean, we've always loved the hurling as East Clare people, and there's been a few strong Kabogi clubs in the past, but now all Kabogi clubs are thriving in terms of numbers playing and, and all that, and underage as well. Tulla, a team, yeah, they're in the semi-final, and... Uh, I'd say they're on the rise because they have, again, they'll have the numbers, the good underage uh, work going on there as well. And I think Tulla will be happy enough with themselves. But I mean, you know, everybody wants to win trophies and I think uh, they'll be, they'll be in, the, in the mix for next year. And finally, Pat Broadford. And look at, OK, the main the, the may, may, may not have been successful in, 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 in the past year. You know, it has been a difficult year down there. But in fairness to the ladies at the end of the year, they rose the flag, two county finals in the one day. You know, they're back in intermediate again. Back in intermediate again, which makes, again, the intermediate is getting just more excited. 
in Camogie as well as in hurling. Yeah, Bradford again, uh, huge enthusiasm down there for Camogie. Fielding two teams is brilliant for them, and uh, again, great, great, just great love of the game down there and they're driving it on. Uh, a lot of a lot of good people involved there as well, and I'd say look at they'll give the intermediate rattle. They'll, nobody will be fancy playing Bradford. Uh, you don't fancy playing them in any sport in any in any code, but uh, you know, great for them to win the trophy. That's what it's all about get, getting the trophy, getting confidence, and um, you know maybe getting getting more players to stay involved. You know, because you have your success. Yeah, good man, Pat. And look at that concludes our quick look back at uh, at twenty twenty one. You know, a, a kind of a broken year, but look at it finished. Uh, all games are finished and over. Birdie on the twenty one B final, which takes place in Cusick Park tomorrow, and we wish the holders of but uh, the Mills, but I the very best to look as they take on Christine Tubber in this twenty one B final. And that concludes our sports and show here for uh, twenty twenty one. It's our final sports line. Of, of the year and my thanks as always to co-presenter uh, Pat McNamara thanks to our guests on the show today Ema Rogers Gerard Sheedy and Danny Chaplin thanks also to the men in the control tower uh, Jim Collins you know who sticks by us here and, and keeps the show keeps the show on, on the road and we thank him for that also ably assisted from time to time by uh, by Luke Froman when he gets when he gets time to make a sporadic appearance with us we thank you very much, the listeners, for tuning in to us here on Scarpay Community Radio in the last 12 months. You know, it's great, you know, that, you, that you're um, tuning in to us and hopefully that you'll stick with us for 2020-2022 and we hope you enjoyed the broadcast that we brought you here on Sportsline. And also thanks to all our guests that took part in Sportsline uh, during the year, all our endless that went out and all our reporters that, that helped us out here by getting the, the information across to you on the, on the airwaves. Well, we thank everybody. You know, we won't name any best. We're bound to leave someone out. So we thank everybody who joined us, and all that remains, and the clubs also the cooperation of the clubs, which has been which has been second to none, and also the the clubs that, that let us into fields, the county board who gave us the permission, and also Munster Council who gave us permission to go in, in, into the different games. You know, and we we thank them, we thank you very much for that. And all that remains is to wish you all a very happy. A peaceful Christmas and a very happy new year and to take care of yourself and we look forward to seeing you all in 2022 and all that remains is for me Leo Dial for Scarif Bay Community Radio for Sportsline here on Scarif Bay Community Radio in association with their credit union until we meet again in the new year it's Bannock Day August Lawn. <laughs>